Before we dive in, I wanted to issue a quick trigger warning. This episode is going to be a little bit heavier. We're going to talk about issues including sexual abuse, sexual violence, um, self-harm, and mentions of suicide. Please take care of yourself as you see fit. Hello and happy Wednesday, everybody. I am here with one of our program coordinators, and we're going to talk about President Gale. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I am Morgana, and I am a program coordinator here at GSEC. My pronouns are she, her, they. Um, and yeah, I've been helping out with our activist outreach to have President Gale come out and at least talk with us or answer some of our questions about when it comes down to our mental health and our mental health services and rape crisis services. Okay, so what is the sitch? What do we know? What do, what do the listeners need to know? Just give us the rundown, the crash course. Okay, so if you didn't know already... Um, President Gail Hutchinson is the first lesbian and the first woman president here at Chico State. Um, Lesbian with asthma. Okay. (laughs) 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 With our over 135 years of history, we've never had a woman president. And then especially since she is a part of the LGBT community, a lot of people were excited when she was put in her position. Um, And with that, we also expected her to help make some change or at least stand up for our minority groups. But since she has been in charge, we haven't really seen that. Um, But recently, this came up again because we were a little outraged when we found out about uh, Chancellor Castro or former Chancellor Castro um, and how his harassment claims were not being handled um not a lot of us knew about that and then it started to come out and then all of a sudden he resigned because it was too much for him okay so why is this chancellor man so important what's his deal so joseph castro was our eighth chancellor of the CSU system here in California. Um, He was previously the president at CSU Fresno in 2013, up until I think 2020 is when he became chancellor, and he's the eighth chancellor. Um, And it was really sad as well, just like with Gail, that he was the first Native American and first Mexican American to hold this position. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted, like, again with somebody who is this identity to stand up for their identity and other minority groups. But, and he did do some stuff. I know, I think he helped out with the Muslim community at Fresno State and stuff like that. But again, even if you do some things like that, I feel like you need to have, it doesn't excuse everything else that you do. Yeah. So, um, while he was at Fresno State, he had a lot of, um, priorities to help out with people below him. His VP was Frank Lamas, which we'll get more into later. But he even, I know in 2018, he was named 
Fresno's first man of the year, which is kind of ironic because where we oh, are now. Oh, wow. I know. So, yeah, because of these allegations. The man of the year. Yeah, man of the, he really was man of the year. Oh, my God. And now, now where are we? <laughs> Freaking, anyway. But all these Fresno State allegations came out. And the past year, there were students who were working on campus, um, and they stood up and they started having these like petitions and things like that for Castro to be resigned because of the history of how he allowed several people underneath him to get away with sexual assault, specifically with students. <laughs> so again, like I said, Frank Lamas was his VP of student affairs at Fresno State. Um, and there were several investigations. There was two internal investigations um, trying to find the senior administrator responsible for sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. And this only happened right after the students started to talk about it. So he has a lot of things against him because, I don't know. I know that there was like, I don't want to, don't quote me on the number, but there was a lot of students who did come forward mm-hmm. and say that they felt some sort of sexual harassment or more with this VP of Student Affairs. Um, and so Castro overlooked his actions for over six years. And with him not doing anything when his VP is having all these assault allegations against him makes us nervous that he's now overlooking all of the CSUs. Yeah. And a lot of people could get away with stuff that we don't even know about. Um, and yeah, so he oversees all 23 systems, and this includes more than half a million students and employees. They really, they really looked at that and said, this is the man for the job. Damn. Man of the year. Man of the year. <laughs> so yeah, um, I have a quote, Senator Connie um, M. Leva. Dicino, I don't want to say that incorrectly, but she said she was troubled by the report against Castro and called for the system to investigate the chancellor. And it took someone like her to like push that forward to happen. Um, but yeah, she said if those allegations are proven to be accurate, I would then ask Chancellor Castro to immediately resign from his position since it would call into clear questions his ability to lead the California State University system and its thousands of employees. And that was before February when he did resign because it was, again, he said it was all too much for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Just too much He for said me. he didn't agree necessarily with what was being said, but oh. he thought he should step down. Good riddance. So. Bye. Um, so I guess that brings me to my next question. What is our president's relationship with the chancellor so what the whole point of us asking gail to talk about this is because last semester we had several emails that were sent out to students and staff talking about how um, castro was coming to campus and that we needed to be on our best behavior basically um and that we noticed that around campus a lot of things were finally getting updated or fixed or redone because this man was going to come and like look around campus and see how everything is which in the first place we were all kind of laughing at and then it started going into our whole logo rebranding yeah which i don't have as much insight as abe does but 
with our logo, they wanted to make everything look more professional, uniform? I guess. Yeah, uniform, which is just kind of like, I don't know. I understand it to a certain point if we're talking about like the school the itself, but not our little programs that are within yeah. the school. And that's where we started to um, stand up and try to talk to Gail ourselves, which even though we did have a formal letter that was sent out by Abe, um, Gail sent out an email back saying that she wanted to talk with Abe and us, but Mm -hmm. she never showed. Instead, she sent two people who worked underneath her instead to talk for her, which in that meeting, I know it wasn't even successful for either side because they didn't exactly know what they were talking about and Mm -hmm. what they were fighting for. Mm. But the whole thing is, was especially GSEC and the other multicultural um, like organizations here, like the CCLC, the Dream Center, um, Tribal Relations, everybody here, they wanted us to change our logos to the Wildcat symbol. And then it was just like a simple like, oh, the Gender Sexuality Equity Coalition, which in turn is erasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk more about that in a separate thing about erasure, but, um, basically our logo has our equality symbol in it. It is not an E. It I, is an E and is it an is equality. An, but it is not just an E. It is also an equal symbol. I am going to say that I didn't know that. <laughs> so pro well, tip, it's an equal sign. It's a little hidden message in there, but one of our past GSEC um, employees slash student made it, and it was like, we have a whole history for it, and I know that, like, other multicultural orgs here, they have their own symbols, like, with travel relations, they have their basket, Mm -hmm. um, the Star Center, just, like, everybody who has that, and when you go around campus and you see logos, like that are different, you're going to be like, oh, what is that? Versus, like, Mm -hmm. if it's all the same, like, I know for me, I'm not going to read it. No, you're not inclined to look at it. Yeah, because it's just the same thing. And we want to show that diversity. So that's why we got angry with that. And continuing with this, we know that the whole reason behind it was because of Chancellor Castro um, and to make it look better. And it was this whole long thing, too, with our statue and everything. But in the, like, at the end, why are we still putting our money towards all of this when several other things are happening? hmm So. What does this situation mean for those campus mental health resources? So, basically, all of us as students, we pay our tuition, Yeah. And part of our tuition is to pay for mental health services for us to be able to access it. And it should be that if all of our students here are having a really tough time, we should be able to go and make an appointment with a counselor to talk about it because we are paying for that. Um, But the recommended number of counselors or number of students per counselor is 1,500 per counselor. Right now, for Chico State, it's 1,900 to one. And it could have been going up more. This is from our old... I think it was from the the KCSC. Mm-hmm. They posted um, an article, I think, a year ago about this. So it could totally have gone up. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But the average ratio of the CSU campuses is... 
22-17 to 1, which is ridiculous because, like I said, that means that one counselor should has to see all those people. Right. Um, but, yeah, so the counselors here at Chico State, they were even interviewed, and they say that um, students with mental health issues that could lead them to harm themselves or others are seen almost right away, um, but others could wait weeks or even months for an appointment. Um, and they said that they feel bad, but they have to prioritize certain students because they don't have enough time slots for everyone, mm-hmm. which we shouldn't be putting our counselors in that position in the first place. And I know that they're doing as much as they can. Right. But, yeah. Um. How does this disparity in mental health providers, how has that impacted campus and what are your thoughts on what Gail has done about that? So the whole big reason we're bringing up mental health services too is because with all of the responses we've been getting from Gail Hutchinson, she ends her emails with telling us to go and access these mental health services when obviously we can't. Mm -hmm. Um, I know personally and with friends of mine, none of us could get an appointment right away like we would have to wait weeks to months um and then especially with the pandemic it got a lot harder right um so for her to tell us to basically go get to these mental health services that she's not providing is kind of a slap in the face to us um I wanted to bring up a few years ago a roommate of mine had shown me the email because I didn't know about this until later hearing it from other students But we had a suicide on campus that happened in front of students. And it was, I believe, spring of 2018. Yeah, that sounds right. And it was in our, it was Butte Hall. And Mm -hmm. a student had not gotten what they needed. And the only way they saw out of their pain was to take their life. And they jumped off of the top of the building during the rush hour of students going between classes so several students had witnessed this um and there i've seen articles about students talking about how they and this is going to be kind of graphic but how they were washing away the blood and telling people just to go to class and nobody canceled classes at all and she told us just to go to mental health services that were offered and then i found an article and it was somebody who said they were a friend of the student who did commit suicide and they said that it was the first time they really sought out counseling after that. Um, and he died on March 14th, and they said that they got their counseling appointment on April 26th. And they feel like it sucks that they had to wait so long, and they wish they had the option to see someone regularly. But even though she said she wasn't denied an appointment, she wasn't offered one either, and she said she felt like she was rushed out of the offices. And I think that that is so interesting like, just kind of a put-your-money-where-your-mouth-is, like, moment that classes continued. Because when I was a sophomore in high school, something similar to that happened. Um, someone in my grade, actually, it was a sophomore, um, they committed suicide on campus, and everything was shut down. School was shut down for, like, three days, I think. Didn't go to school mm-hmm. for three days. I came back to school. Everyone had talked about it. There was counselors in the libraries and in all of the spaces um, so when you told me that, I was, like, floored. I was, like, oh. Yeah. So I guess good on my teeny tiny little town for doing what it did. I just figured that something like that shocks every community. 
And but, I hope it no, I, to a yeah. certain extent. And I think it did for the students here. But I don't know. I don't know what exactly Gail is thinking. And that's kind of what we wanted her to talk about. Um, especially with Joseph Castro and how there are several students who are affected by this. And saying, like, her basically saying that we had to do all this stuff for him last semester. And, like prioritize looking good for him but then this semester when that happened she sent out an email that was like a short paragraph saying that mm-hmm. we as a CSU don't like you know don't condone this yeah. and then that was it she didn't say anything about her personal like relationship with him mm-hmm. and it doesn't personal relationship meaning like working too mm-hmm. um and she just said we have these mental health services go access them I encourage you all, especially if you're a lot older than me, um, to go look through your emails from the university and compare them. Yeah, because this, like I said, my roommate showed me the email from when the um, student committed suicide, and it seems almost exactly like copy and paste, like save for a few words here and there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, she basically was like, we are saddened that this happened, like, blah, blah, blah. We do everything we can for our students. Go access these mental health services. And, like, even putting, I don't know, like, if you put, like, a counselor outside or whatever to tell people, but, like, that, then that counselor is an inside taking their appointments. And they're, like, mm-hmm. this, I know the school is trying to move counselors around so they're more accessible, and that's good in the long run, but right now we have several counselors who are quitting because oh. they don't have, they're not getting paid enough. They're overworked, and it's because we don't have enough. Like, we're literally not at the level that we need to be legally for a CSU, and no one is promoting that. Instead, our money that we are paying for mental health services aren't going to it. So where are our mo- where is our money going? Where is our money going, girlfriend? Is it just going to the rebranding? Like, I don't understand, and it just is kind of, like I said earlier, it's a slap in the face that she's telling us to go access the stuff that we can't but well what do you think we should do about it we not as in the gsec we as in campus the campus and gsec what should we as a student body do what's your game plan well i think i always talk about education a lot of students don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, they really don't. And it's not their fault. It's because we aren't talking about this. Like I said, I would not have known about this student unless, like, a peer of mine told me about it. Because I wasn't here until the next semester. Mm-hmm. And then, like, with all the other issues, like, I know people always bring up, like, how Gail handled, like, the campfire and the flooding and even the pandemic about it's the same thing. And she always picks something that's, like... I feel like she just goes with the way that's not going to be as controversial as everything else. Right. And with that, somebody's going to get hurt. So it's up to her to decide how are, how are you going to do this? Are you going to help the people who are already hurting? Or are you just going to make sure the people who aren't hurting don't have any like part of it, you know? The people that aren't hurting don't get hurt. Yeah. And like even most of the time they're not going to get hurt necessarily it's aiding the people who are already hurting right but anyway we need to educate our students on what's going on um whether that be we need to 
publish more surveys. I know that um, Professor Lindsay Briggs did a Chico Speak survey in 2018, and it says 4,000 students participated in it, and they talked about um, unwanted sexual contact prior to coming to college and being in college, Mm -hmm. and the um, percentages were just, like, very concerning to those who had no idea. But, like, to me, I was kind of like, well, yeah, that makes sense, that, like, almost half of our students have, like, experienced something. I know it says 44% of transgendered and gender nonconforming individuals also responded saying they experienced unwanted sexual contact, and a lot of our surveys are binary. Oh, yeah. Chico State values diversity. Yeah, that, well, that's a whole other thing, too, with our freaking logo. Anyway... Sorry, I but, just love to stir the pot. No, there's and deter a lot of the conversation. Things, there's a lot of things that we could stir the pot about, though, and it's sad that we can because we're not like com- making stuff up. Like I would, I'd rather not be talking about this because it wouldn't have happened, right. Than doing it, but yeah, our money and if you look in your tuition as a student, your money is supposed to be going to your mental health services, and if all of our money that we're paying for is going there, then why are we having this issue? Um, and I just really think that if all the students understand what is exactly going on and we start talking about it more and we start holding people like our president accountable, we can start to make some kind of change because at least the social pressure is there. Right. Yeah. And I was actually talking to my roommate about this last night. I was like, I am not for, I'm not for public humiliation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's However, I think that sometimes some people need a peer pressuring shove in an aggressive direction if it's for like the right reason. Yeah. And it's it's sad because she has this power in this position and with her identity, she could do so much. She's not she doesn't have to follow along with all the other presidents of the CSUs. And even if it's, like, controversial for her, I think that's good. It's good yeah. to be controversial because change isn't going to happen if you're just going to keep falling in line right. with everybody else around you. And she has this opportunity that the rest of us don't to speak out and people will listen to her. And sure, you're going to have people who aren't going to agree with you. Right. You're always going to have people who aren't going to agree with you. But if you say that you're looking out for your students and you prioritize us and our health, then you need to show that. Yeah, say what you mean and mean what you say or don't say it at all. Yeah. And that's like in the long run, like you said that you said that. So say it and show it. Mm -hmm. And I just really want her to come out and explain to either like everybody like I don't care if it's I hope that it's not just an email but I want her to explain her position in all of this and why she decided to make those decisions of not continuing with this conversation of the ex-chancellor no more emails emails are done Gail get away from your keyboard change it up at least oh my god like it's literally copy and pasted and I don't, it's just, I really want some answers. Yes. Because it feels like you're putting us on the back burner. And we're not being paid attention to. Like, we are literally asking you for help. Our students are dying. 
and taking their lives and people are being like assaulted and with you not saying anything you're basically if you're not a part of the solution you're a part of the problem yeah so and what are we gonna do about it are we gonna protest are we gonna march are we gonna storm her office (laughs) So right now, I am actually sending her a letter um, asking... You know what? I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> Basically, yeah. No, I'm, I wrote a letter we're going to send to her, and I'm going to publicly post it. Um, hopefully, in the next week, um, I'm getting it edited. So, um, And I'm asking her to come out and... Like I said, just respond to what we're asking because we have we have so many questions. In a way, we could have like a public forum, or like I said, she could just respond to it in a video. If anything, I mean, I really I mm-hmm. want a public forum because I think that face to face is like the best way right. to have this conversation. Um, I just want to talk. Yeah, I just want to talk, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> but. So GSEC is working on having this email list. So if you're interested, you can always like DM us or email us. And I will link it if you have the email list in like a doc. I will yeah. link that in the description. And then so these emails are going to be going out basically updating you on if Gail does respond, what she says, um, if anything is going forward within our peaceful protests in a way we don't we're not starting anything right now i want to give her a chance to talk we are and not everything. storming her office no Let not go yet on the record as saying we are not storming her office not yet if it has to happen it has to happen where is her office kendall of course it is anyway <laughs> but so hopefully she will respond and then we can get this done but if not we will still be outside. We have posters and stuff. And if you're interested in helping us spread the word and educate other peers and staff members and professors who may not be aware of what's going on um, and getting their emails so then they can start understanding what's going on. Basically, like I said earlier, we have, we're trying to make this social pressure for her mm-hmm. to come out and talk about this because this isn't something we can just sweep under the rug. Because our students, like I said, are literally dying and being assaulted. Yes. So, this is a topic that needs to be addressed and fixed, because this isn't okay. Um, But if we all come together, and if you want to help us, like, go out and protest and spread the word, let us know. We're always accepting help. Our office is in Miriam Library 171. If you want to come by and make a sign, if you want to come participate in the Mm sit-in. We're having little sit-ins with posters, um, and then, like I said, if it gets to the part where we're not hearing a response from her, we're going to make it more public and more loud and exercise our right of freedom of speech on our campus. So, yeah. Go First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you say go. <laughs> um, if you watch Big Mouth, let me know. If you don't, don't make fun of my Lola impression. <laughs> I like your Lola impression. Thank you. Um, but for the time being, do you have anything else? Not particularly. I want, well, actually, I just found out this morning that the, in the news, Castro got um, a settlement for $400,000 in a year of helping his 
way out oh, of office. Oh my god. So, yeah. So if you sign up for our emails, I'll be sending out stuff like that and updates. I already know that Frank Lamas, the one who was being assaulted, I mean, being what's it called? The assaulter. Yes, the, the perpetrator. Assault- yes. The predator. He already got um some kind of settlement. Oh, beforehand. wow. I don't know how much, but it was like or actually, it's right here. Two two hundred sixty thousand. So he can allowing him to quietly retire, and then he was offered a letter of recommendation oh, by Castro. Oh, wow! And then that's when Castro then Man resigned of the and year. then got settlement. Man of the year. It's the whole like help your boys out, and we don't want that. Ugh. Oh my goodness! So no, we do this not. This is a still continuous thing. It's not, this isn't done and over. So if you want to keep up with our updates, sign up for our email list and I'll be sending out stuff like that. Yes. And I will have all of that linked in the description. Um, But for the time being, if you're feeling like you need a safe space and you're feeling a lot of mental pressure or you're just not in a good mental space, we have safe spaces here in the office. Um... We have our rainbow room if you want some quiet. If you just mm-hmm. want to rant to us. Rant, most decompress. Most of us will rant with you or listen to you rant, so. Yes. Um, we, were, we are always a listening ear and a crying shoulder. Oh, how poetic of me. <laughs> um, You're a poet and you didn't know it. I didn't. <laughs> um, but I think that's all for this week. Bye, y'all. Bye.